You're listening to Around Comics, episode 250, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and Netflix. Comics, the comic culture podcast, where each week a revolving panel of guests talk about everything in and around the world of comic books and comics culture. And Around Comics is recorded at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you are in the area, I'm you should... Chicago. It is not! It's it's like a- getting here is like, I forgot how fucking much I hate driving oh, here. Yeah, oh, here it Nightmare. is. The the prodigal son returns. It's, <laughs> ah, the drive is terrible. It ah. is. Hey there, folks. I'm Christopher Neesman. Let's get you introduced to this week's panel on our 250th episode. Wow. Yeah. yeah, well played. Yeah, you like that? That's because no one made a stop. Yep, nothing better to do for 250 consecutive <laughs> episodes. <laughs> um, well, not, uh, have any of us? None of us have done all 250. No, no but, but you've, got, you, you've got book club episodes and right. special episodes. So comics 101 episodes. Uh, we're probably this is probably yeah. I'm saying this is our 250th episode together. <laughs> Good enough. Good enough. Well, we had the fill-in episodes. We all listened to them beforehand and gave them our okay, right? <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. So our editorial <laughs> touch was involved. In, quality. Yeah, that. quality control here is very high. <laughs> Mr. Tom Caters. Hello. We're professionals. How are you? I'm good. How are you? It's good. Good to see you again. <clears throat> good to see you as well. From last week. By the time you hear this, I'm married. Well, congratulations, Tom. Uh, thank you. I'm yeah. sure the wedding went fine. Bachelor Tom is dead yep. by this point. It didn't He's rain during the ceremony. Oh, I'm sure nice. everything went really well. I'm sure it's perfect. It's funny how you became bald in between. Yeah, I got old. I got old fast. I got Chris's legs now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was clutch. You got that ring on the finger then yeah. before that. Uh, <laughs> it all I immediately oh, searched. It's a lovely yeah. pair of shackles you have, yeah, you have yeah. on. The weights. <laughs> Our special guest this week, uh, returning guest to the show uh you, you may know him as the uh, uh the mastermind behind mail order ninja he's uh, been on the show uh, several times and is is one of the uh, one of the great minds in modern comics he's mr josh wow. elder it's heavy praise i'll accept it you're visionary um, you're a visionary but, man uh, heavy praise uh, good to be here as always. Yeah, it's good to see you back, man. Thanks, thanks for dropping by for this special occasion <laughs> that we're not really making that big of a deal about. But uh, but the big deal is that the prodigal son has returned. Prodigal yeah. son. What's up, stranger? How how are you all? Good, Mr. Yeah. Brian Salazar. Hello, everyone. It's good to be back. Sporting your sporting your retro Green yeah, Lantern I just shirt. Yeah, a new Green Lantern shirt, so I figured I'd wear it today. Mm-hmm. It looks mm-hmm. distressed. Yes, it is distressed and worn. And it's, uh, I've had the, it for like 35 30 years. years yeah. Yeah. I got it in I the 60s this. at Woodstock. John Broom signed this yeah. shirt <laughs> back in the late 60s. And where'd you get that shirt from? Uh, I got it at uh, 80stees.com. Oh. So, so why don't you go order a, a shirt from 80stees.com. Tell them Jeez, that you heard about it on Around Comics, because I've been trying to get those people to sponsor our show for years. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very nice <laughs> shirt, I have to say. It's I really like it. it. It's the quality sweet. of it. It's very I, soft. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah. It does look like it's a sweet shirt, it's uh, nice as an objective shirt. observer. Now, we're going to come And back. I didn't know that you were 
courting them as an advertiser. But I just times. happened. I was looking around for fat guy sh- comic book shirts, fat which guy shirts. surprisingly you would think would be easier to find, like three X. I blame to find comic book small I blame guys. the hipsters. They've they, like they, totally yeah. bogarted all of our all of our outfits. Yeah, yeah. you can't. And find so now it's all trending towards you know little small. Yeah. Do you have a uh, do you have I a child small yes, for me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need I a three XL motherfucker. I, am I need a man. man. I'm, I need a man size shirt, I'm not a, a fucking boy shirt. I'm a forty year old man and I wear a three XL. In Green Lantern, yeah. God damn it. Give me well, my goddamn shirt. I want to come back to the other shirt that you ordered, but but oh, first, yeah. but we need to take care of some other business here. Uh, our real sponsor. Uh, as always, uh, in, stock, in stocktrades.com and uh, waiting for the trade has never been easier. In stock trades is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, omnibus editions, absolute editions, essential I showcases, so much, all of that stuff. I know it's <laughs> it's great and all at discounted <laughs> prices. And uh, remember that all orders over fifty dollars do in fi- do in fact ship for free. All sort of formats mm. to make it hard for you to enjoy your most beloved books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Tom and I discovered we we figured out what we're going to come out with is novels hardcover novels in, in harder cover harder like, cover cover not but they're going to be tiny. really really tiny and you need a magnifying glass yeah. to read them to just, capture the same yes, special yes. edition they yes. should be made of like metal yeah yes. just yes. make yes. it really really, really heavy yeah. but they're only going to be like this is, all, this is all based on my uh um i was looking at all my my books the other week and i was looking at my omnibuy i have a couple of omnibuy and i'm like god this makes it so much fucking harder to if i wanted to read a fantastic four story i would immediately not i'd be like oh i gotta like sit down on the couch and i gotta get this fucking omnibuy out i'm reading like, a marvel team down. up instead yeah i'm like i just try to have the fucking essential. they need to come out with like an you know an old school edition of like you know floppies with on newsprint and like yeah. four color awesome. printing. You know, I like the Chronicles, the DC Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're like a trade. Right. They're in color if you're like hung up. Some people are hung up on the color, color. thing. And uh, they're now coming out with um, Flash and Green Lantern Silver Age stories mm-hmm. and the the Chronicle ones. Nice. And you know, uh, reasonably priced and you can fucking the golden, read it. The, the Golden Age stuff is cool. I mean, it, like, because I, I really like the yeah. Chronicles too, but like reading Golden Age Superman is. Yeah. <sighs> It's, it's tough to get through. It's it's... Gemstone before they started doing the uh, the archives for uh, uh, Tales from the Crypt and all the EC stuff, they actually released the EC stuff as as single comics and um, more in you know modern comic sizes. I want to read it the on the train. I want to be able to read it on the train. You ain't reading that Amazing Spider-Man omnibus yeah, on the train. Yeah, imagine someone pulling that out on the train, like, and just laying it out <laughs> oh, on their lap. Yeah. Oh, you you mind holding this me? for me? Or standing and holding it, just like... <laughs> well, remember... They should can... have, like, a stand for, like, like you have for music when you're playing yeah. at the cello that you can just Pretty set up and I... open up the... Uh, well, Sal, the how do you... How do you... <laughs> it's like a little laptop cart that I use, and I lay out the omnibus or absolute on top of it and sit on my couch and read them because... I can't hold it. My wrist no is yeah. you know, it's too much. Yeah. You ever get that you ever get comic wrist whenever comic. you're whenever you're on you're, uh, do, you're reading it wrong. I don't know how <laughs> you're, you're not reading supposed it. to masturbate with it. I, yeah, what I, are you doing? I will I'll lay on the couch and I'll like hold a comic up and like after what my wrist will start hurting. It's I get comic wrist. So wait, know. okay, you're lying down and you're like this. Reading yeah. a comic. The comic is a bug. Why don't you, you, you sit up? <laughs> yeah, I, sit well, up that's what I have to do to yeah. my wrist off <laughs> instead of laying uh, down. 
Laying down is for taking a nap, yeah, not I, reading. Well, I that's think, what that's what usually happens or after about ten football. pages of a comic. I think I can consuming any media whilst on your back is uh, is a mistake. You're gonna fall like, asleep. It's it's a, it's a flawed scenario from the start. That's why I can never get through uh, through Sandman. I always yeah. drop it on your head. Drop it on my, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fall asleep and hold it, the absolute and, up <laughs> over your head. Uh, I, to I, a workout, which would be a great way to actually. Start like a Sandman based dream, <laughs> like that'd be a great comic in a comic Clunk. if they were to do that. Oh, that Someone's awesome. reading like one of I the bench absolutes. press the absolutes as I'm laying down reading them. <laughs> it's kind of tough. I'm always but... really, I always hate it when I'm reading like a really good comic, but I'm lying down and I start falling asleep, even though it's like good. But it's like if it, sometimes when you lie down and you're watching something interesting, or reading something interesting, you cannot help but fall asleep. And the entire yeah. time while you feel it happening, you're like, no, I just, just yeah, it's like, need to, no, I need to I finish this. I want to read this. Flash rebirth. I was like that. And I was just like, ah, oh, just finish it. No, I'll finish it tomorrow. So, then um, I usually up. sit in a bathtub of warm water <laughs> and read comics. And amazingly, I fall asleep <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Nude reading. <laughs> you have a lot of wet comments. Yeah, you know. All right, so instocktrades.com. Uh, remember, uh, JLA Avengers, it's available at 47% off the uh, the cover price. Well. It'll be yours for just uh, $10.59. We're going to be recording that uh, very quickly. I thought I think. you guys already did. No, no, we did uh, uh, JLA. Oh, JLA. This is JLA. JLA, JLA, yeah, JLA oh, Avengers. I haven't read that. I have actually never read that. Now's you should. Chance. I, think, I, you I think I might have to. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's dense. I'll have to buy it. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun is there a hardcover? Is there an absolute edition? There was the deluxe. Can't get it anymore. It's out of print. Damn it! You can still you can search around on the internet, and it's you you can usually pick it up for about sixty. I don't 70 buy. Bucks. I don't buy comics. You don't buy any comics longer. anymore. No. I, know. No. <laughs> I only barter for comics. At this yeah, point. Sal yeah. Has, Sal pies has, and Sal, chickens. Sal has <laughs> he has a sweet black market comic <laughs> deal going on. Um, music for I this trade, episode. Uh, um, flesh. He's a, the black <laughs> the black lantern comic book reader. Um, I have not picked out music for our 250th episode. Um, First of all, I think uh, I'm going to bring the hell the uh, Hellraisers back for our intro for this one. Oh, the uh, the classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're going to do the classic intro. Um, but music, any uh, any suggestions? Uh, when did we Thin st- Lizzy. When did we stop using the Hellraisers as the intro? When Chris started editing episodes, he about a started year and throwing a year, year and a half ago or so. Wow, Pixies and oh, okay. a bunch of other fucking. You bands can see I listen of. closely to all the episodes after they've been posted. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, Silence, just like Tom. No Tom, Tom, you're usually good. Well, for what we should pick for the 250th? Yeah, um, let's just, yeah, just pick a band that you like. Let's go with the tem- let's go with the Temptations. Nice, all right. All temptations, right. it is. Except the one Temptations album I have at home may be a Temptations Christmas. So it's going to make all yeah, Temptations you know. Christmas songs. It's all <laughs> Temptations Christmas songs. All right, done. Childhood part of my life wasn't very pretty. See, I was born and raised in the slums of the city. It was a one-room shack that slept in other children beside me. We hardly had enough food or room to sleep. It was hard Needed something to eat my tongue. All right. Um, so that's our all of our, uh, our beginning business there. Um, business. Mr. Elder. Business. Yes, sir. How you doing? I'm doing great. Good to see you. 
Good to see you. This is our, our continuing uh, continuing series of episodes with uh, guests of the Windy City Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Seeley last week. Is that what we're doing? It, it's kind of kind of breaking that way. I'm, I keep trying to get Christian Alame to come out, but he's apparently... can't fucking understand what he says anyway. Well, he's French. Yeah, yeah, first of all. His, you know, it sounds really pretty when he talks. I don't understand what he says. But apparently he's having trouble keeping up with uh, with Doug Mankey on... Uh, on Green Lantern, oh, so he, well. he, he he keeps telling me that he wants to come by, but uh, but he keeps running behind. He's, the, making, he's making that up. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. just doesn't want to spend any time. I don't like you. I don't. I don't <laughs> want to talk to you. You smell funny. You stop following me. <laughs> you mispronounce my name every time you say it. I wish you would stop saying it. Christian's good people. We'll we'll get him out here. But uh, uh, Mr. Elder, uh, since we have last had you on the show, what uh, what have you been up to? Uh, well, the two things that are that are significant. Um, one is I'm about to finish this proposal um, for Zuda called Ultimate Glutton, and it's about competitive eating, and nice. it is uh, basically the uh, the Rocky of competitive eating, um, or if you're a, a manga fan, it's the Prince of Tennis um, of competitive eating. Very similar, Rocky. So yeah. uh, I don't know what. So what? Uh, there, there's there's Kobayashi, and then uh, who's there's the Joey Chestnut? Joey Chestnut, the current yep. uh, the American. This yeah. is yeah, uh, it's about time we <laughs> took that fucking crown back. The, the wiry American. <laughs> this uh, is more like um, we follow this brash, um, cocky newcomer. Young Not, yes, uh, uh, named uh, Alex, and uh, he uh, was only only good at one thing, and that was eating. And uh, he's Going when we strengths. meet him, he's it's true, and he's in back rooms, uh, you know, the backs of so black market, yeah, the underground, underground competitive eating circuit, underground competitive eating. That sounds and, funny. And uh, he's uh, he's become a bit of a legend in that uh, that circuit. And he's uh, he one of his performances is seen by a guy named Amadeus von Fleisch. Who uh, is a former competitive eater from the seventies? They called him the Bavarian Behemoth until he blew out his colon, and uh, now has his colon colostomy bag that he calls. Uh, uh-huh. He's put a painted a face on, and he calls it Brunhilde's Valkyrie, and like talks <laughs> to it all the time. And he uh, becomes sort of his trainer, his uh, his his Mickey, and um, you know then together they uh, formulate this plan to get into the regionals, and then uh, to later go on to challenge. Um, you know, in the international the tournament, the champion, which is so there's a whole cast of crazy characters. Um, the, the I imagine best. it's much like Punch Out, the video game, but very with competitive eating. With competitive eating, <laughs> um, there's characters like Chiquito Ortiz, who's this um, uh, gal from South America who eats like whole chili peppers. It's like her thing. She can eat like any spicy food. <laughs> um, she has what she calls the deep throat method when she's eating a hot dog. Oh, she just like takes oh, it off. No. Um, one bite. One bite. <laughs> and um, there's uh, the main the main villain, the uh, the Mike Tyson of this punch out scenario, if you will. It's this guy named the Milkman, who's um, the, the who's Japanese, who's this albino, dresses in all white. <laughs> And has this uh, company base that he calls Mother's Milk. That's all about like human human milk. Oh, <laughs> like, what? The- I'm not the one. I guess I did make it up. Who else are you going to blame this <laughs> fucking sick shit on? Wait, you can't blame but uh, so yeah, it's just all sort of the uh, 
you know, it's about competitive eating. It's full of, you know, crazy gross out humor. And basically it's my attempt to be like the best movie Will Ferrell's never made is, is this. And is this is gonna be coming out from who? From Zuda. Okay. Um, we're gonna Oh, it's gonna be online. Zuda yeah. online. Okay. And uh the a guy an artist named Chris Jones, who uh does stuff for Tokyo Pop, did Battlestar Galactica for them, is doing the Barack the Barbarian book over at Devil's Do. He's gonna do the art for it. Um he and I've been friends for a long time and um, you know, I pitch this at him and he's like that sounds ridiculous and awesome and uh <laughs> so hopefully uh it shall be ridiculous and awesome yeah. zuda has done some nice stuff I um agree. uh bayou was that the mm-hmm. real real beautiful beautiful mm-hmm. comment and then uh what gabe uh hadn't gabe hardman done some stuff gabe zuda? did a book yeah i can't remember what the name of it was but uh but some of that stuff is now starting to come out in in, in collected print. Right. You know, yeah. pr- collected print which um is going to be real interesting to uh to see as we start to transition um you know maybe transitions the, the wrong word but as we see more and more web comics go to print and then maybe more people go the the web route as opposed to single issues and yeah. as you and then, begin your forced transition to the internet mm-hmm. that's right real that's right real getting herded up yeah i always thought that uh digital um, panels instead of death panels <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna start nice. burning books nice. yeah. burning books is next um yeah we, we've talked burning about ma- mail order ninja um, uh-huh. uh quite a bit in the past now are, is is mail order mail order ninja still coming out as a as a strip as well it it's not it's it's we're basically just holding on to it um there's still movie stuff floating around it and until that's resolved one way or another is jackie chan still attached to that no um, no. Well, I mean, he never was like he was interested in it, but he never like put his name on it per se. Never signed. Nothing. Never signed anything. Um, there Fucker. are people that were attached that um, I can't really talk about. But you know, oh, it, come on, come on, I, it's I just can't. Just, I it's can't. just, it's just the not. ghost of Bruce. It's just the four of <laughs> us. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. <laughs> yes, uh, years <laughs> after Shokasugi. Yeah, Shokasugi. that would have been great. <laughs> um, I always remember him from Airplane. Yeah. <laughs> He was Vector Victor. Um, that uh, basically until that's resolved, we are, um, the thing I'll talk about in a second, The this Reading with Pictures organization, we are putting together a benefit book. I'm going to try and do some Mill and Ninja strips for that um, where he's going to fight zombies and overcome them with the power of dance, which is zombies' one weakness. And um, Of course. I thought it was the extreme head. Extreme head trauma? Yeah. Um, that's their other only Oh, weakness. and dance. And dance. Okay. If you're dealing with zombies like in mass, then <laughs> dance, dance is your dance best move. Dance is your best move. Oh, your best that rat. explains thriller. It's you know, mm, Michael knew sorry. what he was doing. <laughs> that's a that's survival manual. That's, that's not no, that, that's right not out just of, a music video. It's right out of the Max Brooks book, right <laughs> it, there. It is. It's it's the missing chapter. Any sort of dance, any particular style of dance? Is it just any you know freestyle? Well, it's more you know uh, a synchronized shuffle of hip-hop, some kind it or like another. Hip hop dancing or like fox popping, pop locking, pop locking. I can yeah, see uh, zombies being in for pop lock. Now you know, like salsa stuff like Does that. The robot probably not. have any effect? I think the, uh, the robots probably just confuses them. Yeah, then they're not. They're, you can run should away. Should I eat this? They're not. Is, yeah, this a robot? Yeah, is this a robot or is this a person? Can I eat it? And then you can run away, but like a uh, tango, you know that's violent and lambada, <laughs> Lamba. the forbidden dance. <laughs> forbidden. Well, that's cool. the that macarena. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend the lambada. The macarena with its repetitive movements, 
um, I think would be ineffective. Yeah, some way and... they would. It, they would. You know, easily become under your sway. Uh, Macarena. Hi. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm lost for words. Sa- Sa- yeah, yeah. Sal, Sal's breaking in. He hasn't been on the show for a while, so he's uh, he's getting rusty. Back. Yeah, this is getting, like a guy going raw. from uh, low A up to the major leagues. I know it's you know it's it's tough getting back he, in. The no, he, major no, he, no, he's, he's Bernie Mac and Mister Three Thousand. Oh, oh poor, poor Bernie. Yeah, I miss Bernie Mac already. I don't know if I missed. I him. just brought it down, didn't I? <laughs> um, what well, tell you? Um, Every day, Chris. Ted Kennedy. It, yeah. Um, Our liberal lines are gone. Before we come back, <laughs> before we uh, before we come back to to what Josh is uh, is working on, you guys want to chat about some comics we've been reading? Sure, why not? All right, that's what I that's what I come here for. Yeah, jo- Josh, you're up. You're you're up to date on your comics, aren't you? I so try to be. That. All yes, right, sir. all right. So we're not on gonna we're not gonna. That's a uh, Tom. What well, ooh, there, Tom? Tom's pulling something out of his bag. Oh, whoa, whoa, it's heavy. Oh, it's a big book. It's a big. Whoa, oh. what is that? It's the collected Teenage Mutant Ninja no Turtles. No way. Yeah. I didn't even know that came out. Wow. That, How sweet. There was one over is there. Is it over there? Damn. It might I'm, be gone I'm, by I'm, now. I'm going to go look. Oh, that's right pretty back. awesome. Uh, it, it, this is obviously the Mirage. This is the Mirage. Yeah. This is like the original. Original stuff. good stuff. Mirage finally put out sort of their equivalent, I guess, of what would be the essential Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original run from way back in 84. Uh, stuff that's kind of been hard to find if you're interested in reading it. It hasn't exactly... It's You can find it on, like, eBay and stuff right. and, like, various trades, but there hasn't really been, One like, day. a new printed big collected edition uh, that's been out there, and it just recently came out a couple weeks ago. In standard Mirage fashion, it's actually been sort of like weird to find <laughs> I, just, right. I had no idea yeah, like yeah. some people didn't know it came out no. I sure didn't yeah. I would have bought it yeah so it's the black and white original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff um, the only previous times I've read this is actually when I downloaded stuff off the internet <gasps> because I know sorry <gasps> but I bought it when it came out so, so, so it <laughs> worked as I tried it. it I tried it so uh, and I'm about halfway through it uh, actually, a little less than halfway through it, and I've been thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, I love your bookmark. Yeah. It's a receipt, a raggy old receipt. It's a Walgreens receipt. Yeah, I don't go fancy with it. I don't go fancy with it. Uh, if you've never read the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff, it's definitely not um, pizza and like cowabunga. No, and no, no, the, the, no. It's yeah. it's much more Daredevil and Frank it's, Miller. Yeah, it's, Frank it's, Miller. It's a Frank Miller Daredevil uh, parody that. Uh, isn't exactly funny. It's more of like a. S- no, there's very. I mean, there's a lot it's of kind drama of serious. Yeah, it's serious. There's, it's, it's more like sci-fi a, though as well. Yeah, like a yeah. lot. Freaking, more yeah, the sci-fi. stuff with Baxter Stockman. Um, yeah, very violent, very bloody, but it's talking, fighting Ninja Turtles. Yep, with a lot of sci-fi elements to it. Yeah. Okay, this gets. The, the Triceratons shown up yet? They're coming up. Okay, they're coming up. I, they, have, I just I, got to the part where they bro- broke into a. TCRI at the building and they oh got God. teleported somewhere. Awesome. Oh boy. Yeah. So. I had the, the Fugitoid one shot. I think I still have that at home. I was looking at that the other day. Um, this is geek to the max, though. We used to play the Marvel uh, superheroes role playing game. So say we all. And <laughs> my friend my friends and I made the um, 
made the, the TMNT universe and adapted it to the Marvel superheroes role playing game. And so you didn't course, have the TMNT game that was compatible with, I believe, GURPS, GURPS. the Ooh, general universe loser. We probably we probably come on did. I, I think we had, we had. That's port- what real role players played. Uh, well, you guys remember Car Wars? That was another sure. Car yeah, Wars yeah, was yeah. awesome. That was a GURPS. Was it a GURPS a system? Yeah. I believe. Okay, okay, but uh, of course, pretty every, much every generic universal GURPS. role playing system for those that you now aware. see. We haven't talked about this on the show. Yes, but you, yes. you, sir, Brian Salazar, out of all of us. The biggest role playing nerd out of the entire group. Uh, probably, yeah. I was a huge role playing nerd. Uh, I used to play BattleTech competitively. BattleTech compa- Well, okay, you're a bigger nerd. <laughs> yeah, that was, that blows me away. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a group of friends I played with. I, you know, uh, no, I played all a shit ton of role playing games. I made up. We like we had created our own role playing mm-hmm. games at one point. Uh, you ever play Star Frontier? Yes, love that Star Frontier and. That's, uh, uh, I played more than I can remember, quite honestly. But Dungeons and Dragons was probably the main one, and then mm-hmm. Heroes and Villains and mm-hmm. Marvel Universe. Heroes and Villains was a good system, and then GURPS. You could the nice thing about GURPS is it was this generic system that you could create anything, any yeah. type of game yeah. you want with it. So we kind of did that. G U R P S. Yeah, GURPS generic universal, universal role playing, playing system. system. And it was it was it was a great system that you yeah. could convert to any kind of you know game aliens but, versus predator years before uh hollywood uh hollywood ruined it Gurp was, Gurp, Gurp's was there Gurp's, 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 uh, planted Gurp's its flag there. early there but yeah i played uh, yeah i played a lot played a lot yeah I, I i mean that was that was man when i was growing up it was gosh you know it was teenage mutant ninja turtles and mage and marvel superheroes role-playing game. in my 20s that i tried like, to like go back and play again it's and tough it was weird um, because it was really easy at that point. Like you could just outthink the system, yeah. and like I was killing dragons with like you know low level clerics <laughs> because you could just like you. It was really weird. It was, and I was like, oh, this isn't nearly as fun as it once. See, was, that's but. that's why I like playing HeroClix when that debuted because I think the math was a lot harder, and it wasn't nearly as easy to game the system. And it was a lot more competitive game, mm-hmm. no matter who you were playing with or yeah. how old you were. I love Hero Clicks because there's a much more of a, a, a chess element to it. Yeah, it, it's not really a matter of that. And the game is is organic because as soon as there you know are quote unquote you know you, broken pieces or, or broken rules, they would rework the rules right. and, and new stuff until. See, someone, I, was, I was much more into the actual role playing. Of, of yeah, games. this is, this is I really played with like strategic. these guys that were like theater majors in college, and Whoa. so it was yeah, it was really interesting. Like, I mean, they really got Hello. into play. yeah, yeah. I, no, I mean, everybody. Did, I mean, <laughs> I would was, play a ball, and everything it, would be in no, song. No, it was. I mean, no, no shit. Guys were like, <laughs> there were like, there was a guy that wrote songs as a bard wow. and, and played guitar, and I mean, it was. It, it was it, pretty hardcore. I went to Gen Con with these guys one year. And, wow. And, uh, did it ever escalate to LARPing? No, never did. Never did. Never, never LARPing You can tell us not, if it No, did. I would. <laughs> hey, I have no secrets, believe me. I, I was in a role, uh, an RPG band. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> now, now, Gen Con, this is before Gen Con was in Indy. It was uh, up in Milwaukee. Milwaukee, yeah, yeah for years, yeah. right? And, I uh, went there when it that was in Milwaukee. That was my first convention I ever went to was Gen Con. I had never been to a comic book convention mm-hmm. before that, and like I said, I hung out with these guys. I I actually worked for, um, I worked at a, a movie theater, and the 
the son of the owner of the movie theater who was also the projectionist. He was a few years older than I was, but him and all his friends who were all like in college and most of them were, you know, in theater groups and stuff. They all played and I started playing with them and bing, 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 bing. and then we ended up going up to Gen Con one year and yeah, it was kind of weird. It was cool. I mean, it was cool for, you know, yeah. you know but uh, they got into it. I mean, they got into like hardcore, but no, never, no, nothing beyond the actual, you know, sitting at the a game. table, sitting at a table for like, you know, 18, 19 hours straight. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, the, yeah, it's seriously. I'd get it's, frustrated. It's, and fuck this. <laughs> well, I you know it's I mean, we uh, growing up in Southern Illinois. It was you know one there's of the, nothing else to do. Well, one of the one of the funnest things to do was so you know go, go you know go over to a friend <laughs> go to a friend's house and it was order pizza and drink soda and 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 role play for fourteen hours. Or yeah, whatever. our normal thing was like fr- it was like a Friday night <laughs> and we would start at like eight o'clock and we wouldn't finish until like noon the next. Wow. The next, you know, Saturday. Yeah. How and, long did it take for you guys to become Satanists? Um, <laughs> how long what? into the eighteen hours before you sacrificed a baby? But it was, the cool thing about that group was that they were very well prepared. So it was never like, it was never like downtime of like figuring out what we were doing. And like you would get there and it was on. They were ready know? to go. Yeah, they were ready to go. And like these who guys, was the dungeon master? There were a couple, and they would like team up. There would be like two or I three people that would like design, you know. Uh, a game and basically make their own modules. Make their, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and wow. they, they like, were work on it together. The, the, the crappy, and, the crappy standard modules. The one guy, the one guy, posers. This guy's name was John Merrick. The elephant elephant man. man. Yeah, yeah. And he was phenomenal. He was. Uh, he he. So was, you role play game. You I, I role played with the, the elephant. elephant man. Man. No, but he used to get pissed if you ever mentioned the elephant man because it was spelled differently. I'm not an animal. I'm not the elephant man. But he was amazing. I mean, the guy did voices and and was super creative and and really you know got into it and it was cool. I mean, you know, I was like. How old I was at that point? I was probably like fourteen or fifteen years old, and and uh, the golden age of role playing. Right yeah, there. Might not even been that. Oh yeah, Ni- nineteen eighty four, yeah. eighty six. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's. And I actually, it was funny when we went to Gen Con. We were camping, and there was like <laughs> Let me there was play this you huge. A song. I can't remember where it was at, but it was like this big campground, and everybody that was going to the convention. There was tons of people there that were camping, and you would get together and like these big people would bring these big gigantic like house tent things and you would get together with like a huge group of people and role play you know in the middle of the night camping but we actually like there were guys that had worked for tsr and had like designed i can't remember the guys there was two guys and they both had designed modules and they like we played with them as dungeon masters it was so yeah as a nerd as a super you know gaming nerd so how does it work like if you went to a convention let's say you had the group of guys that you usually role play gamed with and yeah you you get into this big area where a bunch of people are going like what like how do you organize that like if there's like a bunch to play yeah like what happens it was just sort of like uh you would just get into you know one of these like i said you would have 20 Five thirty people in a room, in a tent. So everyone would make play. their character right then. Yeah, or whatever. Or yeah. they, you know, inherit someone. Just pick a, you know, an NPC type that had already defined stats. Yeah, you were loosely just like quickly getting yeah. something together. Like, you and, know, who wants to be the dwarves? Yeah, you know, because you got to have a couple dwarves. Who maybe, wants to be the dwarves? Maybe a half dwarf. Um, we need a clerk. I'll be the bard. <laughs> yeah, everyone hated to be the cleric usually because all I you got to do was buff other people up. 
and cast Fuck that. I was a warrior priest, motherfucker. I right. fucked shit up. <laughs> I had a mace. Backstory. And <laughs> what was, what was your uh, favorite alignment? <clears throat> oh, God, I don't remember. Chaotic good. Chaotic neutral. Or chaotic, I don't, I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, you were a chaotic neutral. I don't remember, you quite could go honestly. Either way. You could go either way, remember. at any time, no one could predict it. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't. I don't. I honestly couldn't tell you. I don't remember anything. Just to swing both ways. That's fine. Yeah, well, that's cool. Know, I, I dabbled. Uh, I tried a couple, t- couple times to get into role playing games. I just don't think that I had like the patience for it. No. Or yeah, when I was a kid, I just sort of I was like, see, yeah. I was just kind of like, oh. I don't <laughs> don't have the time. For I don't. Shit. Just, yeah, I just don't. The key, you know, See, I would kind think of fun. you would be actually very good at it because you, you know, Tom would just yeah, the, be kind know, of. I really crazy. liked making characters, but I didn't like having to go through like caves to fight dragons. So it's like <laughs> this just seems sort of dull, you know. Like this is the most boring story I've ever been involved in. <laughs> you had to have a good group. Yeah. You had to have a good DM. Yeah, it's always sort of That's boring. True. I liked making the character, but no, that was always sometimes. About an hour part. into it, I'd be like. Why am I still in a cave? What, can I do something? No, see, you're in this cave. See, like I said, the group that I played were, were phenomenally creative. I was with the and, wrong group. And, yeah, and they, I mean, it was insane. Like, they had, because they had been playing together for years, and they had, like, storylines where you would run into their old characters. They had continuity. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, they did. <laughs> wow. And, and shit, like, I mean, that's how these guys, how hardcore these, like, you would run into, like, their old characters and you know and they would play those old characters and you would need them you know you would have to you know work with them or whatever or they would be you know complete assholes or you know, whatever their character was that's awesome but yeah. yeah they had continuity in the, in this game system <laughs> it was crazy i mean it was they were like i said they were really good yeah. and you know i but I, after once i like hit high school it was it's hard because you can't go home again you know it's yeah it's, you know, it's like i said i tried playing years later with some friends that i used to play with and it just wasn't let's has anyone I mean, sort of done like, a podcast of a live role-playing game fuck you'd I'm have to pick a really up. simple one you know i'm gonna have that'd to be, look it up god that would be boring, boring i think listen if there's anything we've shown with doing 100 250 episodes of this it would be kind of funny is though. that People will listen to anything. To anything. To anything. anything. Right. <laughs> if you want to see the funniest role-playing game-related things that I've ever encountered on the net, um, this guy went through Lord of the Rings treating it like a D&D game, and he would take screen caps and he'd put word bubbles in. So, you know, everyone has a character, and Frodo and Sam go off on this side quest, and, um, you know, they Gandalf is just a random wizard um and then they did the same thing with with the phantom menace and it's fantastic <laughs> like you have no idea like this uh the dm in the phantom menace is like the the jedi who are this special class are um you know get out their laser swords and they're getting shot at by the droids and he's like i deflect the the laser bolt with my laser sword and he's like you can't do that and this other guy's like well no according to the physics that you set up you totally could and they have this like totally it's like this is totally a gamer conversation right here see that was the shit i hated like i said the the group i played with it was much more about the role playing aspect of it and, and almost sort of like you know than the game rules the, yeah then yeah. they rule yeah i mean we they obviously followed the rules but it wasn't it wasn't about that you know what i mean it was much more about a story. I can like deflect play. a laser with my laser sword, yeah. according to the physics <laughs> that, that you have previously like, uh, set up. You know, I don't want to do that. You know, but no rules. I think it'd be kind of funny it. to to try and like, you know, let's all get together, do a do a like Marvel superheroes <laughs> game or something. That'd be kind of funny. 
<laughs> and this all came from Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Yes. yes. So uh, sorry, pick it up. Mean, no, I I was done. I I definitely want to pick that up. I no, love that. Yeah. How much was that? Twenty nine ninety five. That's totally that's worth it. Yeah, nice totally paper. Yep. Uh, and I what, kind of do you know what it goes up to? Like what issues? It, uh, it goes. It contains uh, TMNT number one through eleven, but it also contains what? the Raphael one shot, oh, the Fugitoid number one, Michelangelo number one, Donatello number one, and Leonardo number one. So all the one shot. Cool, that is pretty hot. So it's about like seventeen. It's six hundred pages. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's and it's like fifty cents a page. Uh, the I, I you can see right? the art get significant. That's some, that's some quick, quick math. You can see the. Um, Art gets significantly better as you go through the yeah. issues because you can see that uh, issue number one came out in May 1984. Issue number two came out in October 1984. <laughs> issue number three came out in March 1985. <laughs> so there's a little bit of space in between. You can see the art get better. And it sort of reminds me uh, towards the end, as I'm looking ahead, uh, of the stuff I really like from like Scott Collins a little bit. In a mm, weird way. Yeah, yeah, I can like, see A that. little yeah, bit absolutely. of that, uh, that sort of like yeah. looseness to it, but the sort of. Uh, Interesting action parts to it. it I wonder it's when. Cool. I wonder when Jenkins came on as an editor. Wasn't he an editor? That there? was way after, yeah, like, after the, when it blew up from the cartoon yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah that and was, it's weird. That was when they were just the spending money. It's black on and white, like it was crap. when it first Originally. came out. And it's re- weird to see the turtles without the colored headbands. If you were first introduced <laughs> to them via mm-hmm. the cartoon, because mm-hmm. at first you're kind of like, how the I fuck st- do I keep track of anyone? I still have a few of the you original know by their issues. Well, yeah, but it takes a little bit to get used to that being the cue, and the fact that Raphael really is the only one with a personality for like the first badass, like six issues. Yeah, and then yeah slowly yeah. everyone else started. Of well, he was he was he was Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine. Exactly. You guys want to do some voicemails? Yeah, let's no. do it. All right, hold no on. Email. Can I see that? Yeah. This portion of Around Comics is brought to you by Netflix. Right now, you can start a free two-week trial by going to www.netflix.com forward slash around comics. At Netflix, you'll find over 100,000 titles to choose from, including classics and new releases, as well as TV series. Plans start from as low as $4.99 per month, and you can keep each movie as long as you want with no late fees ever. Netflix has free shipping both ways, and you can expect your next selection to be delivered in about one business day. Now watch some movies and TV series over the internet for no extra charge. I use this service with my Xbox 360 and personal laptop and love it. So head over to www.netflix.com forward slash around comics and get started with your free trial today. All right, uh, voicemail. If you want to uh, drop the uh, the show line, you can certainly do so by calling one eight 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 nine seven seven five nine zero three. And uh, this is from uh, um, not Fester. Not Fester. Not Fester. Fester still leaving voicemail. Yeah. Hey, uh, this is uh, not Fester again. Sounds like um, Fester. Yeah. Last time uh, I called, and you know, before I called, I had something that I thought was pretty fucking funny. And then, uh, famous last message, words. You know, I get the beat, a, and all of a sudden I forgot it all. And instead of being uh, is it a skit? trying to be clever on the fly, <laughs> which is not my forte, uh, get a notepad. I said fuck it and hung up. 
But anyway. <laughs> That's um, what that was. Guy who's never been to a con before. Uh, go listen to episode 122, uh, Con 101 from the uh, from the Scotty Young era of Around Comics. I think, uh, mm-hmm. I think they still had a format at that point, too. Fuck you. You do 250 they episodes. Down, before they began their, uh, their New Testament. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check that out. There's uh, plenty of information there. I remember Scotty gave some good information on getting sketches and shit like that. And uh, I think Neesman gave some advice on how to pack for a con. Which his advice is bring everything you own in case they're there. Bye-bye. Yes. Bring yes, lots pack. of hard covers with you. <laughs> pack everything. Pack Analog, everything. And a lot of hand sanitizer. So yes, episode one twenty two is our comics one oh one on uh convention going. So how to prepare for a comics convention. And we awesome. I've actually had a lot of questions about that here of late of people wanting to go back and find that episode. What, so. How do you get ready to go to a con? A shower. You shower, um, you bring clothes, you try not to act like an ass. Try lots of money, you lots will. of money, more lots money, of than money, I, cash, yeah, a lot of cash. Make more sure the flask is filled up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was not Fester. Here is Fester. Oh Jesus! Oh no! It's a character. What's Fester. up, you sexy mofo's? This is Fester from Lansing, Michigan. What's crack a lacking? Okay, I've got a, a little. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say a, a little tidbit. I guess a theory. Uh-oh. After reading the newest Green Lantern. Okay, they're talking about the Star Sapphires and how, if I remember correctly, I don't have it with me because I'm driving. Settle down, but I thought that Queen Lady had said something about the two bodies that are in the central battery of the Star Sapphires. That's the same theory I told you. Were removed right? from Earth and put on Zamoran. If that's the case, do you think maybe those two skeletons, since time travel is not anything new what? to sci-fi and or comic books. I'm lost. Do you think it's possible that those two bodies could be the bodies of Hal and Carol Ferris? No. From the future? <laughs> no. And the love for each other was so strong that it... It's Adam and Eve. No. The circle is complete. It's Hawkman and Hawkwoman, Just I think. The original. Oh, there you go. Um, that, okay, that, take care, you guys. I didn't know that. Oh, I shouldn't yell wrong. Like, wrong. no, you're wrong. Moron. Well, I guess for, it could be. How for, first ridiculous all, I wanna, is I that? I want to say that Fester has actually turned into one of my favorite um, voicemailers because... He's like the only... No, no, but he was for a long time because oh. he was the only one that actually went to the website and saw the numbers. Chris was giving the, the wrong, wrong, wrong number, number. number. Yeah. Um, uh, But, uh, okay, so so Fester's theory is that the power battery for the for the um, uh, sapphires. Yeah, the is, love lanterns. The love lanterns love. Is, is Hal and Carol maybe Exciting from the future. Come, but you think it's, you think it's, it's, Hawk it's Man and Hawk Woman. Carter and... The original Kendra. ones from way back in Well, because their whole thing about love and that kills them when yeah. they love each other and, and yeah. they get reborn yeah etc oh that would be interesting yeah and Continual john's powerful. wrote all that stuff too he made all that stuff mm, i could see that yeah, yeah i think that's, that's uh that makes sense uh, sure i think you're right i think that's right. it john's uh, write it over. that way yes he's <laughs> here, just waiting to hear what you think so he could write yeah. it here's a guy who's probably left us 40 voicemails but Jesus. but 30, 38 of them have been unintelli- unintelligible. <laughs> it's um, David Price. It's te- no, oh. it's a. Uh, um, it's an Englishman, isn't it? No, it's it's more it's more because of the audio quality. But this is Ted from Indiana. Oh, nope, nope, nope. Sorry, 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 sorry. Hello. Here we go. Ted from Indiana. Hey, that's Ted from Indiana. Hey, you guys are talking about God. Tom versus the Flash. Maybe doing a show called Tom versus Aquaman. No. Uh, I was wondering how come no one's ever 
be wrong. Okay, uh, thank you very much. Great show. Okay, bye. Didn't they fight in the... They did fight in DC versus Marvel. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm sure JLA Avengers, won. I'm sure there's a Aquaman, yeah, Submariner. I think Submariner would win that battle. Aquaman's lame. Aquaman, <laughs> Tom is gonna, Aquaman is Tom is going to kick you in the fucking Aquaman's teeth. an effective monarch. <laughs> Namor can never keep his shit together. Well, this is true, but the, you know he's that's always, why he he's, always he's wants to bang like anger. human chicks. Well, while Aquaman is, he knows where his place is. He's a pure blood. Yeah, it's under you know Mara. Exactly. Right. Get down. Get but down. She's down. from another dimension. She's yeah. not even an Atlantean either. Yeah. Oh, look at the big brain on Josh. Who came first? Wow. Aquaman, golden. Well, no, no, no. Submariner's way first. Like Aquaman's pretty old, but he's 49, I think. Yeah, Submariner's Aquaman. World War II era. It's, yeah. yeah. Did Aquaman fight Nazis? Just asking. I'm just asking. I don't know. Did he fight? He was blonde. He didn't need to. That's true. Well, all right. He was the Aryan of the sea. It's the Aryan prince of the sea. It's a pure blood Aryan of the sea. How do you guys like the treatment of the Aquaman family in Blackest Night? It made me want Jeff Johns to write an Aquaman book because I was like, oh, Aquaman can be kind of interesting. Speaking of Johns, you know, I got a little bone to pick with Jeff Johns. Did he steal something from you? No, he didn't steal anything from me. But he pissed me off a little bit because he's writing the screenplay, supposedly, for the Shazam movie. And you've been wanting to write the Yeah, where's Shazam Rebirth? God damn it. Come on. It's a character that really could use a fucking, you know, retelling or, you know... he can write everything. He's got time to write a screenplay, obviously, <laughs> but not a book. I wonder how that Shazam movie is gonna. No, I don't think it'll happen. I, I mean, know. Hollywood just can't wrap their brain around around it, and it, it would comics ha- can't wrap their brain around. Well, that sure. Character. I mean, it, well, this the moment that you it's brought dark enough Captain Marvel into any sh- other shared universe, he he doesn't work really anymore. Except he has to change. He has to be got to become. He hipper. needs like an edge because. The well, whole the rock. <laughs> well, no, you have to add something else to it. Like as soon as he has to interact, they have with, to like, get rid of of him being a little boy. Is what they need to get rid of. Well, then he's not Captain Marvel anymore. Sure, he is. he's just a just a dupier Superman. No, yeah. not necessarily. It's, it's, yeah, I, I just think the whole thing of him turning into a twelve year old boy is sort of. I think it works better in comics than it does. I think in a movie, it's hard to not make it. I think it's going to be a hard sell because Captain Marvel really, I think, is designed to be sort of a kid's idea. But I think it's It's going to be hard. It's a Pixar movie. Yeah, Pixar would be great. I think they would be great. It's a Pixar movie. I think it's going to be hard to sell a live action. Yeah. It's just too... It's too kiddie for, like, adults. But I think it's too... Well, that's why I think you just you make him not. I mean, if Peter Parker can be you know Spider Man and he's a you know high school kid and then early college age, why couldn't you do the same thing with Shazam? Why does he have to be a child? I I just think it's important that Taki Tani be involved in a sort of (laughs) Shazam. No one's going to argue. Yeah, there needs to be a foppish tiger in a suit walking around that no one questions with a rocket pack. Yeah, just like it's it's Taki Tani. He just walks around. Grant Morrison spoiled me because that that tiger should always have a rocket pack now. Yeah, he always needs to have a a rocket booster on him. All tigers do. Have you guys ever read? like the uh, Golden Age 
Shazam in like the 70s when they brought him back in the 70s, yeah. which the was gold, still the similar. stuff? Yeah. Yeah, similar in... Uh, in or uh, no, I'm sorry, Fawcett. Fawcett. The Fawcett. Well, and, and they're putting out the Monster Society of Evil as, yes. as like a trade pretty soon. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, they're doing the DC, um, those cl- uh, library classics. Yeah, they're yeah. doing the original Monster Society from way back in, uh, way back in the day. Um, the showcase showing the 70s stuff. I know a lot of people that are like big purists about the Fawcett stuff don't like the 70s relaunch, but I actually kind of think it fits like if you like that stuff mm-hmm. you also enjoy that stuff and i also kind of thought that um ordway didn't do a bad job trying to make it fit like it wasn't quite captain marvel like in the mm-hmm. 90s but i think he did tell interesting stories you know if you're mm-hmm. if uh, obviously captain marvel always has the problem of like either people who really like the old captain marvel won't like anything that you do to it and People who want like a badass Captain Marvel right. won't accept a lot of the portions of Captain Marvel that make Captain Marvel who he is. So it's mm. always kind of he's always kind of stuck in between. Like it's hard to quite figure out how to get him to fit in. I think. I think you could do. That's it. my own theory. I, I could Captain do Marvel. All right. It's my own. I'll write Captain it. Marvel. I'm gonna write a fan fiction Captain Marvel. Let me see. I I forget what this one. This is uh, from uh, from Maddie. Matthew. Hey, Ron Comics. Uh, my name is Maddie Jets, and I wanted to call and say that I'm new to the show. I really like it. Uh, Niesman, I listen to you on uh, this and around or, uh, 11 o'clock. I think you are the saving grace of 11 o'clock. Uh, something <laughs> I wanted to bring up, though, as a big Green Lantern and Swamp Thing fan, do you guys remember Paul from Swamp Thing? I love the episode you guys talked about, the original book one. Well, if anybody could be another Green Lantern, it's that kid Paul all grown up, because I know he overcame some super fear for uh, beating the Monkey King. Right, right. I've been drinking, and I've been thinking, <laughs> and that's what I came up with. Love your show. Bye-bye. <laughs> well, thank you, Maddie. We always Jets. suggest that no, you drink and That's think. a quality voicemail right that's, there. Yeah, I yeah. like that. I like yeah. that he's drinking, he's thinking, Again. and uh, he, uh, he's he got an idea for a new Green Lantern. Uh, Josh, have you read um, They're gonna the, uh, uh, the original Alan Moore run on Swamp Thing? Of course. So you know the 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 Monkey King oh, yeah. story of which that, of which Maddie talks about. That's like the one of the only comics that ever scared the shit out of me was the Monkey King one. I don't if it was like just the it's just weird. I I hate it when things are super scary that originally don't look like they should really be all that frightening. I mean, yeah. frightening. Being like <laughs> really King. frightening. Monkey, Monkey King's King. like a stuffed animal, but he's still like it's still really disturbing and screwed up. <laughs> yes, I don't. I, I'm sorry. So I'm I agree. He he overcame great fear. Much, he did. Much, much willpower did. in in that. Did young Paul man ever show up again? I don't know that that character ever. Well, the, they he was one of the people at the institution where she worked, right? Yes. 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 Well, she got fired pretty soon after that. Um, Spoilers. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's they, a huge they, plot point in the books. They took uh, <laughs> they took the photos yeah, right. of her making out with Swamp Thing, and uh, then she got hauled into Gotham City um, with a surprise appearance by uh, Sergeant Harvey Bullock. I think it's funny nice. to think of like uh, like a world where like someone's getting fired from their job after making out with a swamp creature. Yeah. <laughs> and like the question isn't like it's just acceptable enough that it's question instead of just being like this is fake. <laughs> like there is no such thing as swamp uh, creatures. This is just unacceptable. Yeah, like <laughs> we know swamp things exist and you shouldn't be making really, out with them. You know, you they, shouldn't be eating tubers. All right. Oh, <laughs> no one should be I'm looking for when, when is the second volume of that coming out? 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm don't ready for more. Cover. I'm ready for more. Should be soon. I, I don't know what is, they're waiting on. That is one of the one of the best things I've read this year. I really enjoyed doing that as a book club selection. It was um it was that was your pick, wasn't it, Sal? Yes. Yeah. I really enjoy that. I'm ready for more. Even though I I do have some Starman I need to catch up on. I'm still um getting ready to you got uh, so much to read in your the life. I know there's too much to keep up with. Oh, let me see here. Um you, we got we're going through a lot of lot of emails. Voicemails. Hello, voice, AC crew. This Hi. is Ulysses Antosado. <laughs> Ulysses would like to thank you for the recent Iron Man centric programming very much appreciated it enjoyed it listened to it at work Ulysses would also like to talk about sound effects and comics and <laughs> Ulysses uh, is urge high. the letterers Allegedly. not to add sound effects uh, if they are not necessary if if sound effects uh, are, are are not to to clarify a oh, panel they should, they should be banned <laughs> And Ulysses would also like to talk about uh, Archie, uh, the latest uh, Archie number 600. <laughs> what? In which he timed I don't even know what to do right now. It was uh, rather trippy. And, trippy. And uh, Ulysses would like to thank you for, uh, for everything that you do. And Ulysses would like to go to work now. Bye. If in that condition, yeah, I don't think you should be. <laughs> well, I mean, I know work. a lot of people are making the big deal about Archie mm-hmm. proposing to Veronica, but I thought Ar- the Archie, w- Archie six hundred just came out. But I also yeah. think the weirder part of that issue is the part where Moose kills that homeless guy. Well, he had it coming. Yeah, I mean, like the like coming. the full page spread of Moose on top of this guy just strangling <laughs> the life, just choking the life out of him. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> just, just, just so Archie, Archie, Archie. Um, Archie um, was going down memory lane, thinking about his high school years, and decided to see what was up memory lane. So he started walking into his future. And so it's a flash-forward story about him proposing Holy to fuck. Betty, correct? Veronica. 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 Oh, which sorry. one's which? Veronica, dark hair, Betty. Oh, yes. Yes. Always go with yes. the brunette. Yeah. So, uh, so this crazy is one, in the head. Crazy in bed. I have not. I have not. She's rich too, so you know you got that. I have not read it, but uh, I hear that this is going to be a what, four issue, six issue. See now, story? from if he's going, if it's a flash forward situation, I assume they're going to show him also marrying uh, Betty as well. He'll like, divorce Veronica. No, I think, I a think different gonna, future. I think yes, he will. Alternate. Future? He will have alternate realities. Listen, I know that there are Archie fans out there that are upset about this whole thing, but quite honestly, you're it's fucking fl- lucky that Archie's still being made. Oh, dude. I, you know what just about the number one selling book in comics is? No. Sonic. Archie, Di- Archie Digest. Yeah, well, okay. I, I would think that it's double um, Jughead's Double Digest, I would say. It's probably <laughs> Yeah, I, no, love that's Jughead. That's, I love Jughead. It's twice as much Jughead for the money, and, and, and that they, they've, got, they've got a different deal than like you know Marvel, DC, those guys. But but Archie consistently. Who the fuck is buying Archie? Uh, over a hundred thousand. My friend Greg is still continually shoplifting copies of Archie <laughs> from grocery stores. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, they're still they're still mass market. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, people ridic- are fucking weird. ridiculous, ridiculous sales. Well, parents, ridiculous it's sales. like every. I think it's all bullshit. If you're gonna pick up something for like a six year old girl, like seriously, that's Archie, Archie, bullshit. Yeah. 
I'm telling you. I have a six-year-old. Well, she's seven. Archie's still very Well, you've been giving your daughter Wolverine. (laughs) Fables. You're in a... DMZ. I gave her, you know, (laughs) the ultimates the other day. You're an abnormal parent. Now, I won't say that... Archie? Archie still does incredibly well. Who don't know anything about comics, um, for as a rule, that's the thing they will grab. That's like child abuse. What's your problem with Jughead, man? That's you know that's that's pothead. You know that's Brubaker's <laughs> Brubaker's dream is to retire uh, writing Jughead comics. True, he said it on our show. He's Jug. He is Jughead. It's the flashback. He show. does wear the hat constantly. All right, uh, here's a here's an oldie buddy goodie. Hello, around comics. This is Cameron Cammy Knoxville Hathaway calling you from San Diego, California. Hey, Cammy. The reason I'm calling is I just got back from the Superheroes Ball, which was being thrown as a fundraiser <laughs> for the uh, new Children's Art Museum here in San Diego. It was for a great cause. People were donating all this money. And the theme was superheroes, so I could not pass it up. And plus, some friends hooked me up with some tickets. My friends oh. being Aquaman and Mara. Uh, I'm serious. People were dressed up it's a as theme. Aquaman and Mara. And then I saw Dr. Manhattan. Dancing with Silk Spectre and Batman and Captain America just shooting shit. And oh, did I mention that it was open bar? Yeah, that's why I'm calling you because afterwards, <laughs> oh, oh crap. Can anyone Captain call us sober? Yeah, no shit. And donuts party downstairs in the children's museum, and it was fantastic. So I'm calling and letting you know that if you are in San Diego no. and you want to support the arts, go to the children's, the, 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 the new children's art museum Buy some in Archie. San Diego. It's fantastic. <laughs> probably should have been left for around or for 11 o'clock comics but hey you know you guys are all the same whatever talk no, to you later bye please do not put us in the same <laughs> boat the as those fucking is, guys drunk off his ass there well speaking of uh, museums that have comics um, over in Indianapolis uh, far closer um, in San Diego there's uh, the children's museum there uh, just wrapped up a big exhibit on comics that I was um, uh, a special advisor for. I actually had a mail order ninja whole exhibit um, in there, which was super awesome. But um, they are making it a part of the permanent collection because it was so popular. So they've got, for a while there, they had one of the tumblers. I don't think they're going to still have that Mm -hmm. um, from Batman Begins. But they had one of Adam West's outfits. They had one of Christopher Reeve's capes. Um, They had uh, this huge, pretty impressive collection that was donated of like forty thousand comics that are just available for kids to like pick up and read and stuff. It's it's oh, pretty cool. awesome, and there's all sorts of very cool uh, actual artifacts um, on display there and uh, fossils, interactive things <laughs> like Jack Kirby's bones. Yes, that's <laughs> for Happy Jack birthday, Kirby. Jack! It's his birthday. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's his birthday. His, his arms birthday. are like this. <laughs> the statue, short forearms. Can't see his tongue. They can't see. I know. I'm doing it to you. you. He's surrounded by Kirby Crackle. There's Crackle everywhere. That's hot. You can. Well, you know, um, thanks for all the all the emails this week. Um, Very entertaining. Voicemails. Or I keep calling them emails. Thanks for all all the voicemails this week. Um, But on that on that subject, um, yeah. Episode 250 when the Alzheimer's. Actually, Cammy did Cammy did call back and clarify that uh, that voicemail, but. uh, We'll we'll just let it ride. But uh, <laughs> um, Josh, you are still uh, incredibly um, involved in 
in bringing comics to kids. Yes, sir. It's a it's a big part of uh, of your daily life. What uh, yeah, what spending you, a lot what? of time around schools, <laughs> mm-hmm. playgrounds, vans, playgrounds, vans, yeah. <laughs> playgrounds, just cruising around, just Ooh. you know, getting out the neighborhoods. I got are. driving I his got Camaro. A, I got a whole van filled with. <laughs> <laughs> We just recently announced the uh, formation of this nonprofit organization called Reading with Pictures, mm-hmm. and uh, we are working in conjunction with Diamond and with Northwestern University to um, facilitate and study the use of comics in the classroom. Um, that is, our remit is pretty broad. Uh, mm-hmm. It's all about just promoting comics in the classroom, however that however that goes. Um, but the initial thing that we're doing, the big thing that we're sort of selling this organization on is uh, Northwestern's Learning Sciences Department is putting together the single largest um, clinical study on comics and education that's ever been done. Um, wow. As far as we know, one of the biggest that's ever been done in the world, certainly the biggest in the United what, States. What comics are they using? Um, well, we're figuring that out now. A lot it's of all it's, Grant Morrison ones, and yes. the kids are all turning out just weird. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't know yet. A lot of it depends on what the publishers will work with us on because mm-hmm. it has to be – if we're going to do this, we're going to – first, we're going to be conducting large-scale quantitative surveys of what exists now um, with teachers, find out what – publishers have done what they want to see um and then if the pub a lot of it is we have to be able to give these books to the schools because they're taking a big risk on letting us in to conduct basically an experiment in their classroom do comics work and well i would I, w- I would personally i would like you to um pick a few just so i know what happened to me if you could pick like uh, alien legion Okay. And uh, uh, American flag would be good. <laughs> no. That's the experiment. That oh, going oh, okay. for. I just want to know why, Josh. Right, I want to no. know why. That <laughs> science I don't think can answer. No. Um, <laughs> why you're so scarred. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we, we um, over the next six months or so, um, our, our big sort of uh, coming out party is going to be at the C2E2 next year. Mm. Um, okay. And leading up to that, we're going to be organizing an art auction um and a benefit book and um doing a membership drive much like the clbdf does to be a part of this uh and this and then leading into that we'll be doing a lot of surveys stuff behind the scenes and then we're going to be starting the experiments and doing things like building a, a a database of teachers that use comics in the classroom now and have say built um lesson plans for mm-hmm. these books but all these things all exist in isolation. And there's people that would say want to use um, some Jeff Smith bone or would want to use Mildred Ninja or whatever, um, but they don't have the time to build a lesson plan. Well, somebody probably already has. We're going to sure. collect all those in one place. You can download, you can upload the stuff you've done. You can download stuff other people have done. You can make changes or make notes on them, re-upload them back up. It'll be a wiki mm-hmm. format. You know, very simple things like that that no one has had the incentive to create but stuff that can have transformative effects on using comics in the classroom in this country. 
Nice. Well, Sal, uh, you had uh, you had read uh, like the Illustrated Constitution. Yeah. Which was you really enjoyed? Yeah, it was cool. It was uh, yeah, it was it was a real you know straightforward sort of uh, telling of the the history and the making of the the U.S. Constitution, and and it was done um, by. Guys, they they had done another one too. Um, Those the nine eleven report guys. Yes, I, I think mm-hmm. it was the same guys. Uh, and I didn't read the nine eleven report one, but uh, but the U.S. Constitution one was interesting. I mean, especially for you know something as sort of that can be very boring, Dry, you yeah. know, as history lessons. Didn't like, the military use comics in World War Two? Well, sure, Will like, Eisner drew, yeah. you know, yeah. all sorts of manuals and stuff. Disney uh, stayed and, stayed alive because they did movies. Anime yeah. movies of uh, of stuff like that for the for the yeah for, for the, yeah. I mean it was yeah it was a lot of instructive stuff because it's mm-hmm. I mean you can show like Will Will Eisner what he would do is you could show like the inside of a engine you know you couldn't show that with a picture or a movie or anything else but he could blow it up or you could show it from any angle inside of an engine or or whatever to teach guys how to fix something sure and, and, the, and the retention just a lot level. You know, but you know, and then what? What? Uh, Not to get the clap when you're in Germany, <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Don't you know. put this there. I, wa- I want that comic. <laughs> I want that comic. But uh, yeah, this sounds like that is kind of taking that that base idea that comics can be um, uh, used uh, as an educational tool and expanding on that. And, yeah, you know, I'm sure this gets into like reading comprehension. And, Where and, it'll and, be, I'm actually doing a couple articles right now for PBS um, that will be looking at comics as reading how they help reading comprehension and how you can use them to teach creative writing um, and uh, stuff that I've done in classrooms. And now we're just expanding on it and, and formalizing, creating like formal texts for it. And I've been talking with Matt Mann and Jessica Abel, who did a, a great book called um, Reading, Drawing Words and Writing Pictures, which is a, a great how-to guide um, based on their, their, they are professors in the Metropolitan School of Art in New York. And it's essentially their textbook. And we're looking at working with them to create um, stuff, uh, cartooning classes that are aimed at high schools, um, things like that. So we've got all sorts of very cool things going. Um, And if any teachers are listening to this, uh, we are right now looking for people to be a part of this. Any people who are looking to volunteer who do web programming who can help us build that wiki I was talking about, um, we're looking for people like you. And, and how uh, do they get in contact with you? You get in contact with uh, me. I'm the executive director of the organization, so everything will end up on my desk eventually anyway. So you can go <laughs> ahead and contact me directly at elder, E-L-D-E-R, 1938 at gmail.com. And if, you, and if you've... And if you've... Jesus. Uh, that's uh, well, that's uh, when uh, Batman... Action Comics number one, actually. Okay, I was going to say that's that's like Detective. Uh, <laughs> nerd. That's um, also the same year that Denny O'Neill was uh, born. So there, suck it. Suck on that's me. That's one up on me. <laughs> I, uh, uh, have you but, seen but, a, but if you guys, if you guys uh, uh, didn't jot that down, you can email me at chris at aroundcomics.com, and I can forward that to Josh. So, All right. Or you could just rewind the podcast and That's listen to also it again. a possibility just giving people options please email chris he just wants, uh, to, hear from he just wants to be in the loop <laughs> i need um, contact have you uh, there's a website and i can't remember the name of it but i think it's like comics in classrooms or something comics like that. in the classroom yeah that, yep. that i had uh seen before that seemed like a a pretty good resource for some of that stuff it seemed like it was um 
you know, kind of what you're trying to do on a smaller scale. I think it was like one teacher that sort yeah. of started gathering stuff, but I thought maybe that was a good I, starting point at least. Or We were talking with them and, and this other group called the Graphic Classroom, and the part of the reason that we're trying to build the organization we're trying to build is that there are a lot of people like that who are doing really good work, but their resources are fundamentally limited because sure. they're individuals sure. who have other jobs. So this is a side project, and it's like them and one maybe one other person if right. they're lucky. And this is going to be, once it ramps up, pretty much my between myself and um, the person who's going to be doing our grant writing and, and is kind of acting as the uh, um, operations officer of the organization. Um, absolutely my girlfriend. But um, she, between the two of us, we'll be basically working full-time on this, um, hopefully by around January, February of next year. And we can do a lot. And um, we can do a lot just by bringing together all of this other stuff that's already out there. But again, no one has either the time, the resources, or the incentive to do that right now. Mm. And so, yeah, they, they do great work. Um, they are one of the first people to review Mail Order Ninja, in fact, back when I was making the rounds with that. Um, and that's how I met a lot of these people was I found, well, who are the people who can get me into schools? who can get me into libraries, and it was those people. But I said, if we really want to take this, in a, if we really make this big, we've got to create a central clearinghouse for everything because there's a lot of data out there, but it's not. It's never been aggregated. It's not centralized. It's, it's not, yeah. centralized, it's not um, curated. Mm. You know, you don't – there's a lot of very interesting facts out there, but no one's ever organized them so that anyone knows how to get them or can – get them to them easily even if they know they exist right so that's our first step which we think will be transformative you know anytime you do information technology you make it easier for other people to do more work and to do better work and so just by doing this we're going to drastically change the whole landscape of comics research because it'll be much easier just to start um, and then we're going to be funding and facilitating massive research projects of our own um, and then resources for teachers, for parents, um, and hopefully creating major financial incentives for publishers to produce more and better comics for kids and to include things like curriculum guides mm -hmm. or, um, you know, stuff that, uh, you know, vocabulary lists, things like that that are, uh, you know, par for the course when it comes to uh, novels aimed at middle grades or aimed at, you know, elementary. Right. That's what you do. You know, because you want to get into that market. But comics, they don't a they don't understand it, and b even when they try, they it 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 fails. You know, sure. I've worked at DC, um, you know, inside when I was an editorial intern and publicity intern. We heard and how that internship ended. They, yes, that, I'd rather not talk about that. I'm in a different phase of my <laughs> life now. Um, but no, it uh, and and then on the outside writing, you know, for the for the kids books, and they just don't. They don't get it, and it's uh, even when they do get it, even when they do believe in it, like um, Jan Jones was a big champion and made a lot of series happen just on her own force of will at at DC, like Tiny Titans mm -hmm. and uh, the Shazam book and um, and stuff like that, the Supergirl in the eighth grade. That now that she's gone, those are all kind of dying on the vine. And even when they were going, yeah, they were. I, I like them, um, but they. What do you they, think? Uh... I mean, obviously, the you know the 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 big publishers, you know, their incentive for making kids books are because the you know are, are it's limited because the market that they cultivate is not kids. But right. why does it seem that 
you don't see more of uh, independent publishers or independent creators making stuff for kids. I mean, you would think it would be something that, you know, they would see as a market that they could get into easier than the superhero market. Well, I mean, we just, we were talking about one earlier. I mean, Archie still going strong. Yeah. <clears throat> still going strong. Fuck Archie. Still going strong. <laughs> Fuck Archie. Um, I know. I, but, you know but, 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 but I'm, I'm saying, you know, but they're not an, I mean, that's not an, I mean, I don't, who even public? who You know, Bongo. Archie, Bongo, now, Archie you know, does. Yeah. Archie. Archie, Archie, Archie comics, their own yeah. publisher. But, yeah. I mean, um, but I'm talking more yeah. about, you know, like you, you made Mail or Ninja. How come right. you don't see more of that kind of stuff of independent what? creators making stuff? Trying to get into that marketplace. Well, I mean, I would think it's a much more viable and open market than superhero comics. Well, I, someone, 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 someone who is doing that and being very aggressive about it, we just haven't really talked about it. Uh, Jim Valentino, big time, big time getting into, into children's books and children's comics with their Silver Line line of books at, at Shadow Line. They're probably half the books that they're doing at Shadow Line are, are aimed at. Um, at like six and up. What That's are those true. Books? Hmm? What are uh, what are those books? I've have, uh, have any of them really come out yet? Yeah, have they come out yet? I believe they're starting to. You know, okay. I've, I've talked to them at conventions, and they have the books there. So it's uh, yeah. We're, we're Chris Simon, who is an editor at uh, at Sil or at uh, Shadowline and Silverline, lives here in Chicago. So we're gonna get Chris in here one of these days well, to talk about that. But back to the question is, what, why do you think that is? I well, mean, it's obvious that most most comic publishers and most creative uh you know independent creatives aren't doing that they're not okay. going towards that right? yeah. wouldn't you agree with that? i well i completely agree okay. and there's there's three the the biggest the biggest reason is the um as we you know i just said the educational establishment is very leery of comics mm -hmm. um libraries love them um but the but comic stores don't um the vast majority anyway and the ones that are are too risky of a distribution model. There's just too few of them to build a major um, publishing initiative around. And unless you're a singular talent and a singular business person like Jeff Smith, um, who was a 10-year overnight success story. Right. Um, but And then the, the other problem is the bookstore, like the, the book publishers, Random House, Scholastic, they certainly know uh, – the bookstore market, the library market, and the school market, and they can reach those markets. They can't reach the school market for the reasons that you know I've outlined before, but obviously we want to change that. But they can reach those other two big markets, mm -hmm. and they could potentially bone as one of the biggest children's book success stories of the last several well, and that's years. Well, scholastic that they reach mm -hmm. the school market through that. I mean, and, and going well, to they're they're in school libraries, but they're not being taught. And that's that's a big difference. That's the thing we want to change. Mm -hmm. um, we want to definitely get them into school libraries too. But our big goal is to get them assigned reading in class. Make, make it part of the um, curriculum. Make it part of the curriculum and say that this is a good thing. And for certain students, it may be the best thing. Um, but what the like what Harper Collins put out the Magic Trixie books um, mm -hmm. with Jill Thompson, which are are her best work by far. I think it's her most beautiful story. It it's it's the most I, I like Scary Godmother, but I love Magic Trixie. I think it's every page is full of life, and it's her it's her best painting work by far. I think it really is the best work she's ever done. Um, and uh, the Harper Collins didn't know how to sell that book. They had no idea what to do with it. They don't get comics, and they don't get 
they can't even sell comics the way they sell picture books because they're not really picture books. They can't sell them the way they sell um, chapter books or young adult novels because they're not really any of those. They're like them, mm-hmm. but they're not. They are not them. And the people at the book publishers know they should be making comics because that's where all the money is right now. That's where all the growth is in the publishing industry. But they yeah, have no idea. It, yeah. They know no. They don't understand it. The the book buyers at Barnes and Noble at Borders barely understand it. Mm-hmm. Borders is probably the best of all of them, um, but they still barely barely get it. And they certainly still don't get kids. They get who's buying manga. They get who's buying. Um, you know, they get the teen, the late teen and early twenties buying market, both right. both boys and girls. They get that, um, they get but the they don't get kids. Stuff associated with the movies, obviously, yeah. but yeah. But when you're when it comes to creating anything, when it comes to creating anything for a child, um, the only real success story aside from Bone and uh, a couple of classic books have generally done pretty well. Amulet, Bone, those have done well. Um, the only other big success story I think I can really point to is um, the cartoon books line um, by Art Spiegelman and his wife, um, Francois Mouly. Um, or Moulet. I'm not sure. I've never. We'll go heard with Mouly. We'll go. With, that's how it's spelled. And I'm going to go with it. Um, but uh, it's. They're, they're very smart. They're very clever. They're very sort of. Um, Books for smart parents to buy their smart children. Um, they're good. <laughs> the precocious I, children. I'm, I'm not saying here's they're some not wooden good. Toy, here's some wooden toys for you. Yeah, to learn. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> to learn your uh, spatial dynamics. <laughs> yeah, it's that type of douchebags. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they're great books. Um, they they're they're adorable. They're great stuff um, for very beginning reader types. Um, but they are again an, a lonely island in right. uh, uh, a pretty much empty sea because, again, the financial incentives don't exist. People want to make comics, but they don't know how to sell it. The only, and the, I'd probably say the only other publisher that gets it right is First Second, and they are, again, very, very unique at this. What about, uh, what about Boom and their, you know, I mean, they came out with the oh, Pixar I think they stuff will. and the Muppet stuff. Mm-hmm. And, I'm and incredible. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to have, I mean, I've been trying to get, work at boom like doing the muppet stuff and and the wally comics for a while um but i've been trying to get the people at boom to to, to talk to me about the, the people at disney publishing um i can get on the phone all the time because they think this is great they've already were part of this project in maryland that we're hopefully going to be now h- hitching into where they take comics into schools in maryland state board of education is four square behind comics in the classroom and we're going to turn their existing initiative into part of our big case study but like boom um boom is a boom is doing fantastic work um and they have a lot of fantastic people there they um i still don't think they know that they're in the position of being a company with fantastic content probably the best content the most marquee content for for kids kids in comics right now um and that includes the stuff the book publishers are doing as well if the, only fucking J.K. Rowling would get off her high horse and let somebody publish a Harry Potter, bitch. greedy bitch. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I mean, I mean, that's the yeah. thing, though. I mean, because I, because I think it is, it does come down to the the simplicity of something recognizable that kids will latch onto, and sure, and, and and then using that, you know, how you want. I mean, you know, come out with a Hannah Montana comic book, and you know, hey man, for us, for us, it was GI Joe. And yeah. Transformers taught me how to read. Yep, Transformers. Transformers was my first comic. 
Yeah, and I mean, Gateway Comics. And I'm, you know, I'm all for that. And I think again, the the, the Pixar stuff, the the Muppet stuff, especially, has been <laughs> phenomenal. Um, and I I actually would love to use the Muppet stuff as, you know, there, there's there's story, there's narrative things in there you can use as teachable material. It's fantastic. It really, really is. But I think Boom, Boom, and I'm not going to say that they don't because again, they have a long term publishing goal here. You know, they've got to be thinking four or five years in advance. But, you know, they're just figuring out, you know, a, a book publishing plan because right. they've been publishing comics right. into the direct market. And now they're having to take this very valuable IP out into the wider world. But, you know, when you're talking about distributing around the globe, around the globe, printing hundreds of thousands, if not millions of copies, there's a lot of risk. There's a lot sure. of variables it's dangerous. Oh, yeah. It's the stuff that could bankrupt small, the company. Yeah, for a small publisher. Um, you know, if you're wrong by just a, you, if you misrepresent orders by just like 20%, you could be underwater. You could be done. Yeah. Um, and so they have to take a measured approach. I'm hoping to, you know, have some pretty good discussions with them about how we can integrate their material into our larger project um, because I think it would be the perfect fit of mm -hmm. anything out there right now. And, and there's smart guys there. And they're guys that are willing to do innovative things and be forward-looking. I think. I mean, like I look at my kids, and I've never pushed my kids towards anything comic book related, but it's obviously around. I mean, there's, yeah. you know, there's tons of graphic novels and stuff around the house, and sure. Uh, but the movies and different things, and my kids have are, have an interest in comics to some degree, but they really don't look at it at this point. I mean, they're they're young. My daughter's seven. My son's going to be four. So they're really, really young. But they don't look at it any differently than any other type of book that they read, you know, a picture yeah. book, that kind of thing. That's how it should be, um, what we want to do. And I think that's the, you know, the, that's the key is just sort of like the exposure. You know, yeah. it's like the, the only reason a comic is weird to a kid is because they've never seen one before. Right. But you put a comic book, you know, next to a picture book, and there's not to a you know to a to a seven or eight year old, there's not going to be much difference between those two, no. quite honestly. But it was funny. I was I came home the other day, and um, Jack, my son, was sitting on the couch with my Secret Wars hardcover, flipping through. I'm like, <laughs> hey, what are you doing? The omnibus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put that book down, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> so be just, careful. He just liked it because it had Spider Man on the cover. But, uh, he does get to beat up both the X Men and um, who else does Spider Man punk in there? He he punked the X Men bad in yeah, issue he five. Yeah, the X Men really hard. Or no, issue three. Issue three. Sorry, my and bad. And Titania. He he beats oh, her yeah, up yeah, a little yeah. later. Yeah, she's a punch. And back. the Wasp takes out the X Men. The X Men are suck. a bunch of bitches in that. <laughs> yeah, they really do get just punk punked continually. Yeah, uh, and she plays Magneto. Bad. That's why I laugh yeah. now because you have Spider Man and Wolverine all the time in the Avengers books, and you know, mm -hmm. Spider Man's always so intimidated by Wolverine. It's like, dude, you kicked his ass and his fucking five buddies' asses long 20, time ago, twenty odd <laughs> years ago. Yeah, come on, come on, the speed—it's unbelievable. Well, Professor X made him forget it, so <laughs> at the end, uh, so it didn't. As far as Spider Man knows, I didn't. He didn't happened. know he kicked his ass. Was that when Wolverine was again. still... Uh, oh, that's right. He forgot about all that, didn't he? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Was Wolverine... Was that... Uh, he was still the best there There was at what he did. Even what he did him? wasn't nice. Before he became a marquee character. Yeah, he wasn't He wasn't Wolverine. He man. was on his way. He was um, on his way at that point. No, I mean, that he was... That was before the miniseries, right? That was before yeah, the... Yeah. Yeah. That's when he became... It was Paul Smith era X-Men. 
So yeah. it was right about that time. Yeah, it was. It I was, think the miniseries came out after. Oh, whatever. Wolverine was a bitch back then, man. Ah, still a punk. Still a punk. What is he? Five midget, foot one. Yeah. All right. Well, midget I t- Canadian. I tell you what. What's up? Tiny Canadian. <laughs> what's up? Let's start wrapping this one up. Um, Josh, once again, best way for people on the internet to uh, to find out what you're doing and get in touch with you. Somebody smoking skunk weed. Skunk. It is. It is pretty vile. Sanchez um, just walked in. He's been he's been uh, sparking he's, up yeah. in the parking lot. <laughs> well, uh, radio guys. You can go to um, my website at joshelder.com or just email email me directly at elder1938 at gmail.com. And uh, if you are in Chicago on Saturday, September 19th, you can uh, cruise over by uh, Josh's table at the Windy City Comic Con and, yes, uh, and talk uh, with him about all of this very exciting stuff because you're going to be a guest there. I Thank surely you again. am. Looking forward to it. Indeed. Yeah. And uh, for our full guest list, which we're... Gosh, at this point, uh, a couple weeks out, uh, go to Windy, not all gonna fit. Windy, Windy City no. Comic Con. It's going to be, uh, it's gonna be got, people sitting on each other's laps. There's going to be somebody on your lap, just so you know. Uh, do, how well do you know uh, Jeff well. Darrow? <laughs> <laughs> how well do you want to know Jeff Darrow? Uh, so, yes, go to uh, WindyCityComicCon.com. Uh, you can check out Tom on Tom vs. The Flash three yeah. times a week. As More he, like two right now. Run, yes, you're getting married, I understand. As he runs you through the history of the DC <laughs> universe, one issue at a time. Uh, I'm Laughter. also... Oh! <laughs> also, uh, yes! Uh, yes! Hear more Get of me if, if, you, uh, if you're a glutton for punishment on the, on the aforementioned 11 o'clock comics with uh, David Price, Vince B, and Wood. And uh, actually, uh, um, David and, and, and Wood are yeah. going to be in for Windy City as well. So, uh, not Vince, not Vince. Bitch. Yeah, I told him we were going to get Gary Panner. Just send him <laughs> off. Send him off the fucking ledge. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's all the the news that's uh, that's worthy to print. There. Let's wrap this. What's p- been going on at eleven o'clock? I haven't listened in a while. I've, I haven't been listening. Um, What's been going on over there on the Vince? Mostly nine eleven conspiracy talk. What? Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. It's uh, those um, wacky truthers. <laughs> yeah. Vince is uh, Vince is into old horror comics and uh, X Force. Jesus Christ! Uh, David um, loves Fantastic Four, but hates it because it's it, there's not an anchor. Um, there's no anchor. No, Fantastic no, Four? it's it's uh, Paul Mounts is uh, coming right over Eagle Sham's pencils. Oh, and, uh, and cutting out the middleman. And yeah, and uh, and Wood is um, lost forty pounds. He's keeping it real. <laughs> Yeah. So that's what's going on. He took off some of those gold chains and lost 20 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) He took out out his grill. He took out his grill. He took out his That beard and the grill and the chains, the Mm. clock. Yeah. The comically oversized clock he was wearing. Well, what you guys don't know is that that Wood just finished up uh, an entire season of from, uh, From G's to Gents. Oh, really? He was just on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So now he's all he's all cleaned up. So, all right. Uh, check out eleven o'clock uh, every uh, every Thursday or Friday. Uh, everyone, I want to uh, thank you for being here this evening, Mr. Josh Elder. Pleasure as always, Mr. Tom Gators. <sighs> always Next- remember the children. <laughs> always remember. Next time we see you, two fifties all about buddy. the children. Yeah, <laughs> gonna be married. I'm married right now. I know. Yeah, I know. As we speak. I, as we speak, as you are listening to this. See, 250 episodes, and now he gets the whole time difference thing, and I've, I've, 
I've forgotten about it. And Sal, it's good yep. to have. I don't uh, think Jim Beam, Jim Beam's the best time travel companion for you. <laughs> no, it is. Oh, it's a good companion. Get inside this glass bubble and travel to the future. <laughs> Come with what me. is this brown, tasty <laughs> liquid? liquid. Mm. It burns like fire, <laughs> mm. but yet so sweet. All right, everyone, have a fantastic rest of your week. I've been and listening weekend. for like two weeks now. Every day, like I'm not drinking during the week now. I'm, I'm not. not it's, I'm not drinking. Uh, it's like it's it's like wow that's really what someone drying out sounds like. Huh? That's <laughs> Chris, why are you shaking uncontrollably? <laughs> I'm oh, not drinking during the week. I How love much? water. Water's delicious. I'm like really, it's that hard? I I can't remember the last time I had a drink on a Monday. In between time. Yeah. In between time. What? No. Well, you fucked it all up. Oh god. You've been it. here and I haven't. Uh, you fucked it up. <laughs> this is what happens when he doesn't drink during the week. He's In the meantime. Apart. In the meantime. In between time. Thank you. We'll be everywhere in. Head around. around. 250 done. Wow. That was over, right? Wait, are we halfway there? No. I give it another three months. I just came back for the 250. You want to come back for 500? If you guys make it to 500, I'll come back. (laughs) But, uh, I don't know. We still got to talk about that. <laughs> Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and may not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Any reproduction, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of Around Comics is strictly prohibited. All content presented in this program is the sole property of Around Comics, and this has been an Around Comics production, copyright 2009.